Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut, uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. I am your host, Sean Leary, and welcome to our 100th show. That's right, 100 shows um, here for QC Uncut. And um, we need this show, we need shows like it more than ever, in my opinion, given the fact that there's so much disinformation, there are so much misinformation out there. Um, there are a lot of things, a lot of issues that you cannot learn solely from a meme or a cut and paste paragraph on social media. And we at QC Uncut, um, I am uh, dedicated to giving you larger picture context um much broader information uh in regard to various issues and the newsmakers who are involved in them so thank you very much for taking this journey with me throughout 100 shows and i hope you stay with us into the future and today our guest is for our 100th show is the same guest uh, who was on our first show it's mike tomes and at the time mike was our first guest he was running for mayor of rock island now uh, 100 shows later he is the mayor of rock island so mike thank you so much for being a guest on the show uh for our 100th show well it's my pleasure and honor to be on your show um i guess as you talked about it uh, it was an interesting experience the first time We've had some uh, great conversations between uh, then and now, and I look forward to, to this one. It's, I, like, I like this platform. Well, we have got plenty of things to talk about here and go into in depth, um, one of which is a statement that you had made on Facebook um, in, uh, in regard to the January 6th riots in the Capitol. Um, this is, uh, you're kind of mired in a little bit of a controversy here on social media. Um, there are people sharing this statement, and I wanted to talk with you about it. And um, I wanted you to explain this statement to me that you made. Um, I'm quoting you here. You're talking about the January 6th riots. I feel that it was a terrible situation. Anyone doing those types of acts should be arrested and prosecuted to the full U.S. extent. This is not how you resolve issues. A peaceful, nonviolent protest is one thing in the proper place, but this is inexcusable. I believe Biden is the rightful winner, and it's time for President Trump to concede and move forward. And then this is the sentence that really uh, has gotten people riled up. There may or may not have been fraudulent or inaccurate counts throughout the country, but that is yet or should be proven in the courts the proper way. And then we go back to something which no one's really questioned, but to promote such action and to condone the way that it was handled yesterday is inexcusable. Um... Obviously, we're not going to talk about the things that everyone agrees with. Let's talk about the one sentence people have uh, very much disagreed with to the point where they've highlighted it in red when they've shared this. There may or may not have been fraudulent or inaccurate counts throughout the country, but that is yet or should be proven in the courts the proper way. Um, there have been, at this point, I think, about upwards of 60 court cases throughout the country in regard to election fraud. None of them have found election fraud. Intelligence agencies have said there's been no election fraud. Um, please explain your thinking in regard to this sentence and explain your, uh, your position in regard to this. Yes, and my position is, number one, in general, I don't think and I'm not aware of any voter fraud. And I believe in the system. Um, I trust the, the, the voting uh, process, uh, and I trust the courts when these things end up going there. And so if these 60-some-odd cases have been thrown out because there's no evidence, I trust that. 
I'm not going to call those fraud. I'm not going to call those political. I'm not going to call those anything. Uh, I trust the system. The only reason I say that they may not or anything else is because I'm not sure that they're done filing uh, court cases, uh-huh. uh, whether it's Trump or whoever it is. And so you just never know. And, and if you think about it, from coast to coast, north to south, all the different districts, could there be a case out there? Could be. I don't know. And I prefer to try to speak with facts the best I can, the best I know. And I try to use the disclaimer if I don't know. And so that's why I put there that they may or may not. I truly believe that that it is not. Right. There's no voter fraud in those. But for me to make that a blanket statement um, and uh, not knowing all the facts, I have to put out the other side of it just in case there may be. It's not I'm not trying to defend anybody. Um, I think it was all handled incorrectly. I think uh, Mr. Trump was a sore loser. Um, and, and should have conceded a long time ago, uh, and so, and I think that statements he's made are inappropriate and wrong, and should be dealt with. Um, and I'll even go to the point that is how to be dealt with is up to the legislators, not up to me. Right? There is legislation. There's laws out there set in place to be able to deal with it. Who am I to sit here saying it should be this way or that way? Uh, that's for the legislators. That's why we vote them in is to make those decisions. So, um, so, so that, I guess if, if that explains my position a little better, um, I, I really believe that Biden is, a, is the fair winner. I don't think there was any voter, voter fraud. Well, I can't speak. Um, <laughs> and we should continue to move on and try to be unified and move forward. we got to think forward, not back. Right. And as a, as a, as a, as a country, and then if you narrow it down as a city. But um, I try to, to, to look that way versus always looking back. Now, how do you feel about um, the uh, Rock Island County Republican Party putting up um, uh, stop the steal signs then in their window and also a cutout of um, uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, giving a chokehold or something to to Joe Biden? Um, I I disagree with that. I I totally disagree with it. Um, That is the wrong image to be sending. I don't care Republican or Democrat. It's the wrong image mm-hmm. to be sending. Um, and so I, I and, and I wouldn't say that it was stolen. A peaceful protest is one thing. If you're going to hold a sign and they're saying recount or check into it or file suits or whatever it is, that's, you know, once again, the reasonable thing to do. Sure. But to uh, say that it's stolen is make an assumption, is, is assuming and or automatically convicting something. Mm-hmm. And we don't know the facts, whether it was ever stolen or not. I don't believe it was, but at the same token is, I can't make a statement if I don't have facts to back it up. Right. So I disagree with what they are doing there. Yeah, I, I, you know, given the fact that there have been so many uh, lawsuits that have been thrown out, given the fact that Georgia has been recounted now multiple times, um, yeah, I find it dubious that there's any sort of, not to mention the fact that... uh, Republicans actually, if you th- if you take out Trump, take out Trump, Republicans did quite well in this election. They they held. I mean, basically, they they tied in the Senate. They had a recount in the, in the you know they 
went back and um, you know had a runoff in the Senate. Otherwise, yeah. they would have won the Senate. They would have kept the Senate, and they gained a lot of seats in the House. So Republicans did quite well. They did a lot. They did very well in state houses. This was, on the whole, a a very positive uh, election for the Republicans, and. It seems rather dubious that if there was an, an election fraud scam, uh, they would, uh, you know, go so far over to the Republican side in terms of election yeah. results, with the except, with the sole exception of Donald Trump. Right, and and, and, and let's, let me just also then go to, and not just stick in Illinois, but Iowa. You go to the uh, Miller Meeks and the Hart type deal. Mm-hmm. There was no fraud there. Now, did the count change? Count totals change when they recounted and everything else. Yes, because the definition of what to count and what right. not to count. Right. And that's not fraud, by the way. I don't look at that as fraud. No, I no. That, I look at that as, as agreeing on what should be accounted and what shouldn't be accounted. You, you were going to have a, a debate on that. Yeah. Uh, should you count the ones that didn't have postage? Should you count the ones that uh, were came in a day late? Should you, those mm-hmm. things should have been determined ahead of time right. and agreed upon so you knew which ones to count. But yeah. that count changed, and look, it came within, what, six votes or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's to me, is those are probably more of the issues across the country than fraud. Right. Okay? Right. And, 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 and so when and you look at almost any of the recounts they had, the numbers changed. Yeah, they but typically that, change that, very, that, very slightly, yes. That's correct, but that has nothing to do with fraud. Correct. Um, and so that's where i got to say that I disagree that there was any, I, I don't think there was any fraud at all. I don't think there was any gains being played. I think that it was mostly across the board, up and up. Every you know, and, and where they where they're at now is where they stand. Right. Um, and move on as a country. We got to learn to be able to move forward. Even if I feel that I should have won, and I was so close, it's kind of like for the health of the country. Right. Or state or counties. Move on, move forward, and if you want to try again, go for it. Um, But to to keep battering back and forth and calling names and lawsuits, man, I tell you, and I know there's a lot at risk in in, in bills and and monies and else, but man, we've got to we got to stop this this division and this divisiveness. Mm -hmm. We've got to stop it. I agree. I think that it's you know, and I've long said I don't believe I don't belong to a political party, and I don't believe in political parties. I think all political parties should be abolished, and people should have to stand on their own records and take responsibility for their own actions. Um, But, um, you know, how do you, you know, and you see people like Mitt Romney, for example. Mitt Romney has really been one of the people who I think has been fairly consistent in regard to... um, uh, stepping outside of this and 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 calling a spade a spade, so to speak, in regard to Trump's actions and saying this is just egregious, this is ridiculous that he's doing this. And, and I and I always say to you know to friends of mine who are Republicans, um, what if Obama did this? You know, if if Obama had done any of this, if Obama had incited a riot at the Capitol and during which two police officers were killed. Other people were killed. People are pulling down the American flag. What if they went and, they, and someone pulled down the American flag and put an, up an Obama flag at the Capitol? People would be going out of their freaking minds right Absolutely. now. That is so inappropriate. I don't care which side party yes. it is. It is so inappropriate. Yes, it is. You know, you're disrespecting the country. Yes. You're disrespecting all the people that have fought for our freedom. And I'm not trying to be just a political and stand on the stage and say the Pledge of Allegiance. But that's so 
so disrespect, disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there is no party lines with that stuff. Nobody should do it. I don't care if it's a British flag. If I don't care what it is. Right. Okay. You should not take it down. You should not dis, it, disrespect that flag um, or and what it represents. Um, you should not hit somebody over the head with the pole of it. You know whatever. Yeah. It is. But, but you know, and, and so I, I hate to say Republicans are dead. In this case. It, where it appears there was Republicans and Trump supporters. Now, was there some other people in there? Who the heck knows? Once again, it, it's obvious. Yeah, we say it looks obvious. It's all Trump supporters. But, you know, sometimes there's just people that are just looking to... Looking to mess things up, yeah. That's exactly. And so, once again, I'm going to be like the other one. I'm going to be a little bit on the fence on that deal because who we weren't there. Do we know that every single one of those people were Republican or every single one I would one say the Trump vast supporters? majority of them were probably Trump supporters, Mike. Yes, given, I do too. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I hope that we would be in agreement on that. I I can agree Absolutely. with you when we say like out of every one hundred of these people, ninety five were hardcore yes. Trump supporters and yes. five other people were just there to to F shit up. You know, I mean that we're going into just mess around with things. I can agree with you on that. People were just bored and looking to screw around. Yeah. That's right. And I'm on the record here to agree with you. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I, mean, I agree with you 100% on that. Um, but that's, you know, that's why you, it's every time you, somebody says a matter of fact of things, well, we don't all know every story and all the stories behind the scenes mm-hmm. sometimes. And so, but I'm not trying to water it down. It was wrong. It should not have happened. Right. It shouldn't have been, and it should not have been provoked. Right. And so I, you know, totally agree with people uh, on that stance. That it is uh, time for Trump to move on, get out, and and, and take your the beat and whatever you're going to get. How you? Um, I mean, you you know you you've been a Republican for a long time. You know a lot of Republicans. Um, and you you know again you you tend to be a much more towards the centrist you know Mitt Romney type yes. of type of Republican and um, George H W Bush those type of Republicans uh, old yes. school classic Republican. Um, yes. How do you get back to that? How do you get? How do we get back to where that side of the Republican Party, the Lincoln Project side of the Republican Party, the Mitt Romney side of the Republican Party, is back the the side where John McCain, in an incredibly classy move, takes the microphone away from a woman who's calling Obama a Kenyan Muslim and says to her, "No, he's not. He's you know he's not. Those are those are untrue rumors. And you know Obama's a good man. He's a good family man. He, he loves this country. He's just he has different ideas from me, and that's up to the voters to decide. And that is the the crux of this whole thing is." People can have different ideas because not everyone is 100% correct. And people can have different perspectives, and we need those different perspectives. But we've become so binary in this that it's either you're on this side or you're on that side. And there are far more sides. There are a lot of people who have different thoughts on different issues. And I think that's why you need we need to strip away the bipartisanship in regard to this and get down to people discussing the actual issues. And I guess how do how do you, as a Republican and, and someone who knows a lot of Republicans, think that that think uh, the best way is to get to get back to that to where there's logic and sanity in the Republican Party and there can be just honest disagreements between Republicans and Democrats. You know, I think that to me, I think of two ways. Uh, to work on that. One is, I'll say, people like myself and people that, that, that feel the same way I, that, I, that, that they, we feel that we need that peace is that they speak up to the existing politicians mm-hmm. and say, stop it. 
I'm not going to vote for you anymore, or I'm not going to support you financially, or whatever. Stop it. You start working on compromises. You start start working on being respectful of each other, or I'm going to make a change. Now, maybe I run somebody primary against you. Might still be another Republican, but it's going to be somebody else. Right. And I think that we need to stand up strong about uh, that way. The other is, where do they find? Go to the the, the, the crutch. Where do we find candidates to run? Right. And, and the parties that the the National Democrat Committee and the National Republican Committee and have got staffers and, and and people out there trying to drum up uh, candidates in kind communities. And I think that we need to talk to those individuals that are drumming up people. And I don't know if that's the right word, but they're actually searching out the, sure, yeah. the, the current, the future politicians and do more in-depth, um, uh, I'll do say almost like a psychology test or a, uh, some type of profiling test. Yes. Okay. And I, say, let, we want to make sure that you are of this character. Right. Not just fiscally conservative and boy, let's, you know, be uh, the, the typical Republican format or Democrat. Right. But let's do this personality profile and see where you're at. Right. Because, it, you know, that's what makes a difference. So there's another part of that we, we don't really attack. We always attack the politician. What about the ones that are hunting up the politician? Yep. Yep. Okay. Money so talks, as you well know. Two, so, yeah. Yeah. Those two areas, I would. that's where I would start. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. And set an example ourselves. Yeah. You know? uh, in, in, in my case, whether it be as mayor here, and setting that example that way. Um, I don't always agree with uh, a council member, or they agree with me, but I think that we have always respectfully found a, a, a common ground mm-hmm. uh, in, in most cases. not Maybe not every, I'm trying to think of some cases, but in most cases, we've all been respectful of each other. I agree. And, you know, I think one of those and questions so, should be, do you think that Tom Hanks is a blood-sucking lizard who, uh, you know, is part of the Illuminati? And, you know, <laughs> if you answer no to that, then that's, you know, that's question one, and you can move on. If you answer yes, then, you know, thank you for your time. That's, right. that's exactly. I mean, you know, a number of companies do these profiles to, yeah. before they hire somebody else. Maybe we should do it with politicians. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we so, should, Mike. <laughs> yes, we could. So give it to me. Give me the test, man. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I don't see – we have the, – the number of just absolute idiots and people who believe ridiculous conspiracy theories who are holding public office is stunning and disappointing. We need to have – you want to have the best and the brightest within these positions. I should – I mean – I should never say that I'm much more intelligent than the President of the United States. That should never be a statement that I can make, regardless of any degrees I hold. The President should be one of the smartest people in the country. He should be one of the most capable and intelligent and well-versed people in the country. The same with a lot of politicians who are holding high public office. The same with any politician. Any politician should just be reasonable. They shouldn't be holding these ridiculous conspiracy theories. It's just it's got to change. That, and the other change, and, and, and I want to get onto the sewer and water, but sure, the, yes. other issue, the other issue is also the gross amount of money that's spent. Yes. It is, you know, number one, the wealthy shouldn't be the only ones that run and, and win. Yes. Number one. Number two, I don't care if it was a PAX or whatever it is, but there's got to be some way to limit this gross, gross amount of money that's spent. Yeah. And the length of time that campaigns run. Yeah. Um, now, I, that, 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 that 
deals with a different part than what we're talking about what happened in D.C. But at the same token is uh, I think that that's something that needs to be changed in the political world. Yeah. Um, that the system is broken. I agree. Let's talk about something else that's uh, been controversial that you've been involved in and then, you know, we've had discussions about before, which is um, the uh, water and sewer issue. Uh, There have been uh, reports that you have uh, considered privatizing uh, the Rock Island water and sewer um, services. Uh, I am on the record as having said I'm very much against the privatization of necessities um, that are owned by the public that should be for the public good. Uh, I don't think that anything in you know water, sewer, um, garbage, anything that that is something that is a, a basic necessity that people should that need, they need to have that the city needs to have in regard to um, to smooth uh, uh, you know uh, services and. Um, you know, maintenance. I don't think any any of it should be privatized. I think that needs to remain in city hands because once you privatize it, you take the risk of dealing with a private company that's got other other motives. So, um, please explain your position in regard to this um, in depth. How do, how you know what is your perspective in regard to potentially um, selling uh, water and sewer systems? All right, so let me back up in the beginning is it really started and came up about two years ago. The city council and the city manager and, and, and a lot of times the department heads, we do get together uh, once a year at minimum uh, for goal setting. And we spend at least a day, if not several days, talking about a lot of different issues. Mm-hmm. And whether it be expenses, whether it be projects, whether it be uh, 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 uh employees, departments, whatever it is. And the topic that came up two years ago about investigating and looking at privatizing the water and sewer. And we didn't get to it that year as far as doing any investigation. And so it came up again this last time, which was uh, September, I think, of 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, we looked at it, and it came up again that this should be uh, on the uh, list that we should investigate, and I use that word specifically because that's all that's being happening, investigate privatizing water and sewer. Okay. And the reasoning behind, and once again, the whole council voted on it. It's not me. It's not just one or two. It had to be a majority, if not unanimous, on the council members for it to make the the list. Um, So everybody's in on it. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to throw blame, but right. I just want to make sure that stating a fact. Yeah, it's, that's exactly like I talked about earlier. Facts. Sure. And so the other thing is, is that what we constantly hear one of the most common things we hear is lower property taxes. Lower right. property taxes. I agree expenses. with that. Yeah. Okay, so that's one of the obviously top issues. So the council looks at that when we're doing goal setting. What can we do? We look at both sides. What can we do to cut expenses? And what can we do to increase revenue besides property tax? Right. What can we do? Because sometimes it takes a combination of both. And that's where this was driven is there may, and once again, I'm going to emphasize may, be cost savings in selling the sewer and water. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, the thing is we got to look at it. It's not just cost savings to the city. we got to look at what is their cost savings or expense to the citizens. 
Right. Because we can save the money, but the citizens then take that burden on. Correct. And so that, you don't want to do that. That's not our plan. That's not what we're thinking. Okay? So, but at the same token, we've got to turn this rock over and say, does it make sense or doesn't? I'm with you. My gut, not facts, gut is telling me that we should not sell it. Right. Okay? But the same token is, like we talked about earlier, I want to find facts. Besides just my gut. Sure. So that's what we're doing. We are actually, let's say we, the, the public works department, and, and along with a private company called American Water, are helping us turn that rock over and look at all the different options and all the different scenarios. And, and, as, as we talked about, and we don't have time to go into all the details, but there are things that we that I didn't think about. When you think about selling it, it's like, oh, we sell it, here's $100 million. Don't know if that's the right number, but $100 million, and man, we're rich. Well, it's not that simple. Right. It's, it's wait a minute, those entities help offset some of the general administrative costs, payroll, HR, right. uh, city manager. And so when you get rid of that income to pay, pay, help pay for those individuals, yep. um, you don't eliminate those individuals. They still need those for the run the city, so that expense still stays. Yep. So that's something when you dig into it, it's like, oh, shit, didn't think about that. Uh-huh. And so that's the rocks that we're turning over to see if this makes sense. Right. Um, could the rates go up? The issue is everybody says, oh, they're going to raise the rates. Every place they go, they raise the rates. And that is probably true. they got to work on getting payback. They're a publicly traded company, and they got to pay back that, uh, that investment. Um, can't argue that. Right. But the other side is, the city of Rock Island just spent $20 million building a new water filtration plant. The other one was 109 years old. And we needed, we couldn't get parts for things, and it was just inefficient. Well, we had to go borrow $20 million to build it. Right. How are we going to pay that $20 million loan back? But well, we have to raise the rates to do that. The current rates we have do not cover that expense. So the city's going to have to raise their rates over the next several years also. Fair. Yeah. So whether the city raises it or a private company raises it, they are going to go up. It's a, and that's bad news to bring up on this deal. It's kind of like, no, no. I, honestly, as, as a rational thinking person, I would much rather the rates go up under city ownership than under private ownership. Um, because at least the money's going back to the city, and that's the thing: is the money if the yes. the money is going, and that's the thing with privately held versus publicly held entities. The publicly that's held correct. entities, the money's going back to your community. It's going back to your city and helping build up your city, rather than going to a private company right. and going out right. of the city. Yes, and that's why I once again I'm with you. Gut's telling me it doesn't make sense, but if we do find at the end of the day that it doesn't make sense. At least I can tell the citizens, that the other citizens, because not everybody feels this way. Right. And I can tell the other ones, we looked at it. It didn't work. Right. Move on, because that one didn't work. Versus, if we don't do it, what do I tell that citizen that says, well, you should have you know, sold it and saved the money? Well, right now I say, well, I don't know or not. Well, this way we do know the fact. Right. So by looking at it, by investigating it, by talking about it, and we've been very transparent and open about it, um, we know that answer and we can respond intelligently to people that ask questions. 
speak. Um, okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, so no, no, it's fine. So, so that's where a lot of it comes. Now, let me just quick explain that there are different what they call enterprise funds, and when you pay your water bill, that pays for the water filtration, that pays for the water pipes underground, and that sort of thing. Right. It cannot go into the general fund to pay the police department. Right. It, it, it has to stay by law has to stay in that fund. Right. So any money that's generated by your water by the water bills that are revenue has to be used for the water bill. It has to be used to put new pipes in, to pay the employees to, to run the pipes, right. to fix the pipes. It cannot be used to pay for police officers or you know, that sort of thing. Now it can be used to cover overhead like we've talked about before. Part of the uh, HR uh, staff, part of the city manager staff and everybody else because they're there to help manage those things. So you can recoup those costs, but you cannot get carried away and say, oh, let's take some of the water fund and put it in the library. Right. Can't do that. Sure. Can't do that. And it's the same thing with the sewer. You can't separate that out. If you it's separated out, you can't blend it. So I just want people to know that, yes, it, can, it is reinvested into the community, but only in the water itself. It can't go anywhere else. Um. Today, last night, and again, I have I have read some of the bill. I've read a, a lot of the bill. Um, there was a law enforcement bill passed. Uh, of course, social media is a buzz now. With people have who probably have not read one sentence of the bill and are just going on memes and and shared misinformation. Um, and of course, there are people on both sides who are furious about this bill or happy about this bill. Um, have you read any of this law enforcement bill that's been passed? What are your initial thoughts on it, and um, how would this, would this impact Rock Island and Rock Island Police? I have not read any part of the bill. I've only read summaries that uh, some people put out. Sure, sure. Uh, and, I think, and for most parts, they're the reliable uh, uh, resource sources, but it's not the bill. Right. And so some of the things I agree with, no more chokeholds, agree with. Right. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. One of them I don't agree with, that I struggle with, that could be a problem with the city, is, and I don't know if I got taken out of change, but the civil uh, suit uh, against officers. Right. Um, that part can, can really cause havoc, that if an officer has to always run around scared of making a move and a decision on the fly, and you can come up with different scenarios of decisions. Right. There's decisions of shooting, and there's decisions of giving a speeding ticket to. There are specific uh, things within the bill that talk about the different scenarios in which that can be used. Yeah. Uh, I have read that part, and it talks yeah. about the different protocols in regard to the situations where deadly force can be used. Um, it takes away, like you mentioned, chokeholds and things of that nature. Um, there's also, and I haven't read this far in the bill yet, um, there was talk about having body cameras constantly beyond, which honestly I'm in favor for because I think it protects both sides. I think it protects people. Uh, it protects people in situations where there could be excessive violence or you know um, unnecessary violence. But it also protects the police officer in the fact that 
it's a documentation of what happened and then the police officer as well and the law enforcement situation as well can be judged upon the situation right. as it is factually right. and i think that that's what's important is factual evidence of what yes. actually occurred so that yeah. if there's discipline that needs to be taken then it's taken if there's if there the the scenario worked out the way it should have according to protocol and what have you then that's documented as well for any and that would be admissible in court so you're talking about you know tort reform in regard to this or civil lawsuits um the video would be admissible in court and would obviously be first-hand evidence in regard to any particular uh lawsuits that would be right. that would be right. brought about let me just throw a little clarification in there though also in, in city rock island all the officers have body cam right we we have made that and i say we i wasn't here but at the time they made that decision made that investment which is a huge investment right the city of rock island that budget line is like seven hundred thousand dollars right okay so it's no small dollar because it's not just buying the equipment you have to have the storage you got to have yep. you know the software and upgrades yep. and 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 then in the in the cameras in the cars so there, there's a lot of ongoing very expensive costs right and that puts a burden on the city for those costs that i go back to you talk about raising property taxes and everything else yeah where's that burden gonna go right okay now that, that's and, and and so that's one thing is that i guess it's very frustrating on a municipality for the state to give unfunded mandates. I agree with you on that too. I think the state should be picking up part of the tab in regard to these things because it impacts the state as well. And it impacts That's everybody right. here. So I think that it should be something that should be picked up by the state. It's an undue financial burden upon municipalities when it's something that's a statewide issue that needs to be addressed statewide. That's correct. The other part is that if you turn your body camera off, at least this is what it, class three felony. Yeah, and I'm saying that's a that's a bit stiff. Once again, if you want to attract officers and everything else for employment and everything else, uh, you know, can I turn it off to go to the bathroom? Can I turn it off to have a personal phone call with my wife on the, while I'm, you know, uh, on duty? Yeah. Can I, you know, th those type of things, and they may be spelled out in there. I haven't read it. Uh, yeah, I haven't read it either. I don't. I'm not okay. familiar. I'm ignorant I, to that that situation. Those are the areas that get to be gray. Is that wait a minute? I'm okay if I'm patrolling, going up and down the street, chasing somebody. I'm okay with it being on. Sure. I support it being on. But to say, just a blanket say, you can't turn it off from day you leave, or as soon as you leave the building to when you come back. Right. Uh, there could be circumstances that just, you know, what if it's a youth and you you can't show that youth on camera that, you know, it's, it's yeah, I, someone underage. Yeah, I'm not. Again, I'm, I don't want to get into speculation. I, I I don't know the situation. I haven't read that part of the bill, and I and you said you haven't you haven't either. So I'd rather not right. speculate in regard to it. That's um, right. And we're speculating that earlier on this conversation. I said I don't like doing that, but those are the things that I have concern about that that, that gets hopefully gets shook out. That there are exceptions. But once again, if an officer turns it off to me, if he turns it off in an inappropriate time then it may be subject to discipline. Getting off of the subject of speculation, though, do you think that there should be um, 
higher standards in regard to people entering law enforcement. I've uh, I've long thought that this has um, this should be something. There should be a much more immersive training process. There should be a longer training process. You should have to have at least an associate's degree, um, two years, um, if not a bachelor's, in order to get a job. I mean, you have to have a bachelor's degree to get a job most places. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't have to have a longer period of training to, to wield a firearm and to be part of law enforcement. I think that, you know, it should be the same as any trade school. If that's what you want to go into and you're sure of it, you can go into it um, and, um, you know, have if there's any student loans, there should be loan forgiveness in regard to it since you are serving a public good. Um but I think there needs to be greater training. I think there needs to be a longer training you know, period, and and you know people you know learn more about conflict resolution and things of that nature. Now there's that's where I think that it, it, I want to dissect a little bit. Was it should there be more training? I'll say yes, but maybe more in conflict issues yes. than, than a bachelor's degree or this sort of thing. Well, yeah, that, again, that's what that would entail. There are a lot of people out there that can't afford to get that, or they're just average students ideal that they just can't seem college is not their uh, thing. Well, sure. And and so should there be a trade school? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know, okay, but to put you, you're once again, you got to watch what the financial burden you put on. And once again, you start doing forgiveness of these things, everybody else. Who's paying? Who's paying that tab? Right. Okay. Is it the city? Is it the state? Mm-hmm. And and once again, we're what? Where our, our income taxes go up, our property taxes go up, and everybody else to pay for those things. And you get the slippery slope of, okay... Well, you also could... The universities can also use that as tax write-off as well. And as you know, as a businessman, there's a lot of things that are written off in regard to taxes that businesses okay. do. And the universities can do the same thing. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think they're... Need- okay, because once again, it's part of... I would get, consider that as an unfunded, unfunded mandate. Right. Okay? So I'm not against it if you have it all thought out in part of the bill. Yes. Um, so, I, But I'm not against it. Um, but the other part of slippery slope is, is that you want to raise the bar for the police officer. What about the firemen? Right. You know, what about the EMTs? Although we have uh, not, we have not had these issues with EMTs and firemen. Let's face it. We haven't, you know, what issues? in regard to people being killed on camera and what have you. And, and, you know, issues in terms of, uh, you know, but um, being killed on camera has nothing to do with an education. No, that but has to do with personality. That has to do with characteristic of an individual man. Correct, which could more be more than it does education. Which could be weeded out in terms of uh, you know um, somebody being hired and there being greater psychological testing or things of that nature. But it now, could also now, now I'm okay with that stuff. Yeah. Just like we were talking about in regard to politics, I think there should be greater, you know, scrutiny put upon people that are going to be getting into these areas where there is a power dynamic, and um, and also, uh, you know, there there should be more training in regard to conflict resolution and psychological issues. Um, and if you had a longer training period, you would be able to weed out people that might have issues that would become problematic later on. Yes. I'm with you on a lot of it. It's just, it's. I don't think it's thought out all the way. Right. Too quick and thought thought out. That's yeah, we're all we're both speculating here because neither of us have re- have gone that far in the bill. I, I've read I've read probably more than half of it now, and I. But but you know, a lot of this is is speculative. Speculative. That's exactly, and I hate to be vague, like you know, right. And so, 
overall, there are some things I, that I've read that, yeah, that's okay. There's some right. things that I'm concerned, but I don't know enough. Right. That I'm concerned about. And also, I'm concerned, we are having a tough time right now. And I say City Rock Island, but most Illinois police oh, uh, yeah. uh, deals are having a tough time recruiting. We are having a difficult time recruiting. We have, I don't know, right now, I'll say, I think there's eight or ten positions open, and we get like three applicants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now you continue to make these things that raise that bar up and everything else, which in long term should be most of it's good. But how are we going to get enough officers? They're going to go to Iowa and get jobs, and they don't have to live with these things. Right. Um, it's almost like the the COVID deal. They can go to Iowa and drink and eat right now, and they can't in Illinois. Ugh, um, you know, yeah, don't get me started on that. <laughs> exactly, and, and so that's what I'm saying is that that's what we got to be careful and think about. If you're in the middle of the state. It's maybe one thing, but when you're on a board like this, a police officer doesn't have to move. He didn't have to uh, move his family or anything else. I can just quit here and go to uh, uh, Davenport, Bettendorf, wherever. Right. And uh, and get a job. And so uh, now we're, we, what kind of protection do we have? Because we're lacking bodies. Right. Um, so that's, I guess that's one of the things I, I it, we, we got to make sure that we think out in our honor. We talk to the people at the grassroots. That's another thing is that the, the politicians didn't come and talk to this, the municipalities about this um, and, 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 and or, the, or the police uh, uh, departments to help build it together. So they're saying, yeah, we're okay with reform, but how about this or that? And there was none of that taking place. Right. And so why, how, why and how does a politician know all the right moves without even consulting the people that have to live it every day? Right. Um, so that's a concern. Yeah, um, it, 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 it it's a it's a complex issue, and I think it's it's one that needed to get have uh, you know greater discussion. And um, and again, I you know I really frown upon people just simplifying issues and putting them into memes and just putting information out there because all it does is stoke division between people. When in yes. reality, if people looked at the information that was actually in the bill and people were educated on it, they might find that they have much more in common in regard to their opinions on this than they do have divisions. Right, right. but I got to say that. In general, I support the Rock Island Police Department. I support Moline. I mean, I support the police. Right. And so I'm not saying I, di- I disagree with this bill and because they disagree with it. I'm saying is that I don't think, I don't believe in the as we talked about, I think, before, de- the, the word defunding police. Yeah, and, I think that that's a bad metric. That, that, that's and, just and, and, a bad and, word. And, it's a bad measure. Um, if you're, as a public relations professional and as a writer, I think you've got... The um, as much as people don't want to hear it, the way that you present a message is really important. And I think that the word defund, if you have to explain what it means, then perhaps you should choose another word. I think if if people called it reform the police, I think we can all agree, given the circumstances of the particularly of the past few years, and I know it's been going on for a while, that there should be reform. There should be a rethinking of of you know law enforcement and things of that nature. And I say that again from somebody I have a lot of friends who are cops. I know a lot of people in law enforcement. They're good people, but if you take a million people, you're going to have some jerks. You're going to have some people that are a-holes, you know? So, um, and you need to weed those people out. Job description. I can see, understand, read job, read describing their, and read, 
redefining their JavaScript a bit because right. times have changed. Yes, okay? yes. And so I'm okay with doing some of that. And I think a lot of police departments are okay doing that. But don't take money away. Don't take officers off the street. You know, that's not, that doesn't solve it by just taking officers mm. off the street. No, if anything, um, I think there should be more money spent to, for, for greater training in yeah. regard to it. Because the people need more training. That's right. Well, we got to make sure that you give everybody the right tools to do the job. You know, and, and I'll use a fireman. If you don't give them a, a bumper truck, how can they put a fire out? Right. Okay. And if you take too many rights away and too many abilities away for a police officer to do their job to make people, to make this, the, the place safe, we have a problem. Right. And, and, and that's where, uh, that's where I got a concern. It's a gray area, um, but you, they can't get abusive. But don't get carried away, too far carried away and taking all their, their rights away and their tools away to do their job. And another area that I, we got to get wrapping this up, i got to get going, unfortunately. Sure. But another thing that I have concern about is, is no cash bail. And I understand the purpose of it, is the wealthy get out on bail and yes. the, poor, the poor are stuck in jail. Yep. And, I don't, I, and, and I don't agree with that, okay? Yeah. I don't agree with that. But I'm not sure the answer is just take bail away so that everybody walks until their court date. Right. Because you could be letting some close, I'll, I'll say, I want to say. It depends on the circuit. I think it should be more circumstantial. But again, I don't, having not seen the bill, I don't know what the exact verbiage is in regard to it. I'd rather it. Take, it, take it away the other way instead of saying even the rich can't get out on bail. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. And I think that, I, I think in a lot of ways, you know, it's not fair. And uh, it, this is, you know, the justice system in general, it's not fair that someone can steal millions of dollars on Wall Street and get away scot-free and get out without bail, and somebody can be busted for selling, you know, 25 bucks a weed, and they're stuck in jail. I don't think that that's, that's fair either. I think there needs to be a, a, an overhaul of the justice system in general that has a much more sympathetic and um, a much uh, more deep look at, uh, you know, what actually does act to the detriment of society versus that which may be an inconvenience, which is of an archaic time that was being used to put people behind bars. I agree with you. But the issue is there's always somebody that maybe is, is on the cusp of being bad, but not really bad. Uh-huh. It's a minor crime versus a major crime. So somebody's caught with a gun that was stolen. They didn't use it. They get arrested. They get in there. And now they're released without bail. There's no bail. And now the next time they use a the gun. There, well, okay. again, it's perspective. It's you've got to look at the bigger picture on things and what the context is of things. That's exactly. But I don't think the bill addresses that. And that's something that it needs to. If it does, again, I have not read all the way through, and neither of you. So, if it addresses that, then that is a good thing. If it doesn't, there needs to be greater context in terms of these things. That's exactly. That's, that's my point. And yeah, in, in any of these debates, there needs to be a thorough understanding of the factual evidence in front of us in terms of the bill. And then after that's you know known, then there can be a discussion in regard to whether this is right, whether this is wrong, whether this should be modified or not. That's right. Whether this guy's been 
in jail three times on the same issue and you keep letting them go. Well, and, and if, whether it's a violent issue enough. or not, I think that there should be more you know penalties for violent crimes. Someone who's been beating his wife or whatever, you can't let him out of jail so he can go back and beat his wife again. Somebody right. somebody who's in for nonviolent crime, especially something like selling weed or something like that, which is now legal, I think it's ridiculous that people are oh. nonviolent yeah. offenders are being put away for longer times than violent offenders are being put away. I mean, that's, a, I that's totally, very yeah, inequitable. I totally agree, with you. totally agree with you on that. I don't have, I don't dispute that part of it, of it at all. Right. Uh, so, so, um, so I, I, there, I don't know if you want to, if there's any parts you want to dig into that or not. Or, we'll, we'll, I'll have you back on the show again. I know you got to go, you got another meeting. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that once both of us have had time to really dig deep and look at the, look at the bill, because I think it's an interesting, it, it, obviously it's something that is of great import and people really need to educate themselves in regard to this, um, because there's a lot of issues that need to be looked at in terms of, um, of reforming and um, reshaping law enforcement uh, so that it's a positive thing and so that it's a public good and that it's, you know, beneficial for the people in law enforcement so their jobs are easier because their jobs are necessary and it's also beneficial for the environment in which the law enforcement exists so that there can be a good relationship between the community and law enforcement. Right. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to digress real quick and go back to the real quick, the water and sewer, just to comment. Okay, go ahead. It is that, is that, uh, um, number one, American water would not be, if it was, that has to be put out for bid. Sure. So it's a public deal. So they're not, they may not be the winner or anything else. So to say that they raise rates and their profits and else, yes, but there could be some other company that would, would be the bidder. But if we even got to that point, number one, right. number two, um, most of these uh, private companies that have, have, uh, uh uh, taken over, have continued to keep the same employees, recognizing the same union or union, or having to be unionized, and so none of that is lost. It's right. not like it's a way to cut jobs. It's not a way to eliminate a union. Uh, that is not the uh, purpose of it, and that uh, is not part of the factor. And that's part of negotiations when and if you ever get to that point. But as of right now, today, the water and sewer system is not for sale. Good to know, Mike. Good to know. Thank you very much. Um, and again, thank you very much for being a guest on the show. As always, uh, you know, you're always very candid and open in regard to, to things. Um, and I appreciate that. And I think that all public officials should follow that example. And I, I agree with you 100%. I think we need to get better people into public office, regardless of their party, and um, weed out some of the people who have more destructive uh, conspiracy-minded theories to, so that we have a government that actually represents the best interests of the people that the people can respect and look up to. That's right. And remember, Rock Island is nonpartisan. I agree with you. I think that, you know, Rock Island is a very good example of a bipartisan um, city where you see a lot of um, agreement between people that are on um, uh, opposite sides of the political spectrum and have differences in uh, their overall political ideologies. I think that it's a, it's a very good example of, of that. Yes. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Anytime, man. And thank you very much for listening to our 100th episode 
of QC Uncut, uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. Our guest here for show number 100 was Mike Tomes, who was also the guest on our first show. Um, Stay tuned, and uh, we'll be having uh, episode 101 coming up soon. Once again, thanks for listening. I'm Sean Leary. Have a great day.